Hello and welcome to Not Far About You First, the podcast that takes our favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them. This week, it is another People's Choice episode. One that I'm surprised managed to get like second place for a solid two months in a row, I think. Nice. So shout out to the three people other than me who watched The Knights of Prosperity on ABC. <laughs> yep, I have no clue what this is about. Well, let me tell you, The Knights of Prosperity is an American comedy series that premiered on ABC in the United States on Wednesday, January 3rd, 2007. It was created by Rob Burnett and John Beckerman, who also created the NBC comedy drama Ed, another show that I've never heard of. <laughs> uh, the show follows a group of misfits, the titular, the, the, the titular knights, who attempt to rob various celebrities, among, uh, the first being Mick Jagger. Jagger was also credited as one of the show's executive producers, along with creators and David Letterman. The series was made by Letterman's Worldwide Pants Incorporated and Touchstone Television. Okay. It lasted one season of 13 episodes, the last two episodes of which were never aired except on the ABC website, which they were on for about a week. <laughs> and and yeah, that's that's the premise. There's It's a group of six down-on-their-luck people who decide that they're going to rob Mick Jagger. So it's it's very Robin Hood. It's very Ocean's Eleven. The only problem is they're all kind of idiots. Okay. Um, and this might be a shorter episode because I, I rewatched the pilot today to see if I could get much. And I, I couldn't get much beyond what, what if, what if it was rebooted? Oh no. <laughs> so, okay. So basically here's the cast. The cast starred, it was led by Donald Logue as Eugene Gherkin. Okay. And he is a uh, janitor at an office building. He's been there for 20 years. The In the first five minutes, he's uh, bemoaning how long he's been stuck in this dead-end job with his best friend, Lenny, and their mentor. I can't remember their mentor's name. Their mentor then immediately dies. Mm. Uh, and they're like, wow, he, he was here for 45 years. He died scrubbing toilets on the night shift, and we're the only two people at his funeral. Th this is not how we want to go out. Um, and so Eugene's best friend is Francis Squatch Squatchieri, mostly just known as Squatch. He's played by Lenny Venito. Um, he was on The Sopranos. I don't know if you know people from The Sopranos automatically. Uh, he was James Murmur Zenconi. Okay. I only watched a little bit of The Sopranos because my parents did not care if Ryan and I were in the same room as they watched The Sopranos and NYPD Blue and all of that really good, like, early 2000s stuff on HBO. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never watched The Sopranos because I was not interested. <laughs> <laughs> I was eight years old and there were no robots, so why should I care? I mean, that's fair. Um, it also was, like, one of the earliest t TV appearances of Sofia Vergara. Yeah. who played Esperanza, Esperanza Villalobos from Colombia, because Sofia's from Colombia. Uh, mm. She was a waitress that she... She's not initially part of the Knights. It starts off, it's just Eugene and Squatch, and then their friends, Guru Shankar and Rockefeller. Guru Shankar uh, was an attorney in India, and now he can't pass the bar in the States, which is the, the story of everyone that seems. Uh, so now he's just a cab driver. He was played by Maz Dabrani, who seems like a guy who was like all over the place in the mid to late 2000s, and I haven't heard from him since. Um, huh. And then Rockefeller is this big, burly black security guard. He was played by Kevin Michael Richardson, who's the voice of Gontu, and I didn't really grok any other roles. He's the voice of Gontu <laughs> from Stitch. Oh, yeah. Um, and then there is a, a kid that they rope in early on 
named Louis Plunk. He's played by Josh Rossetti, and I think this is his only TV role. He's mostly a Broadway and behind-the-scenes guy. But he's like okay. this tiny little nebbish kid who gets roped in because he thinks it's a communications internship, and they're developing the sequel to Taxi, starring Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah. Remember Taxi? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, you don't. Nobody does. <laughs> Anyways, and then like immediately, immediately, uh, Gorshankar is like, "No, we're not making a movie. You're, we're gonna rob Mick Jagger." And Louis is like, "Okay, cool." Uh, and then Esperanza joins in as well because Eugene was bragging to her at the diner she works at that they were gonna rob Mick Jagger, and so she shows up like, "I also want to rob Mick Jagger. I used to be involved with a very powerful man in Colombia named Enrique. Then he asked me to marry him, so I had to flee to America." And Eugene's like, "Well, why didn't you just marry him? He was a rich crime lord." And she's like, "No." Nobody says no to Enrique. And then that's basically the premise. And for the rest of the show, they they attempted to get in. So first they had to steal a key to make a copy of it. And then they had to figure out like the keypad code. And then at some point they're able to get Rockefeller in uh, part of the security detail, except not Mick Jagger's security detail, just part of the company. And they have to like scare a guy off who's part of the security details that he can be inserted into it full time. Um, Louis has to seduce like the the uh, computer security person who works in the apartment building because, oh yeah, the, the reason they're trying to rob Mick Jagger is because Eugene sees um, like an e-true Hollywood piece on his $57 million New York apartment and he's like, oh, we're, we can just break in and rob him and then we'll be rich. Yeah, it's never that simple. It's it's not that simple. And even like in in the twelfth episode, they're able to actually get into the apartment and get access to his safe, but that they can't open the safe and they also can't escape the apartment. And it's this whole thing of like, well, maybe one of us however it played out, it was like one of us would have to stay behind, but the rest of us would be able to get out with the money. And so who wants to take the fall? And no one it's not that no one is willing to take the fall, it's that no one is willing to leave someone behind. And mm. so they end up like they have to then break out of the apartment with nothing to show for it. And then they're like, okay, well, who are we going to rob next? And then the season finale is them trying to case out Kelly Ripa, but in the end they decide instead they're going to rob Ray Romano because Ray Romano was there and he was playing a mean version of himself. And so they decide that Ray Romano is the best person to rob. And apparently, apparently the network was considering having a second season that would focus on them trying to rob Ray Romano, uh, but then they canceled it because it did not do well in the ratings at all. I can kind of tell why, because, uh, like, only maybe a third of the pilot is actually funny. Ah, yeah. A lot, a lot, there's a lot of jokes about, hey, Kurashankar, he's Indian. Mm. Get it? Because he's from India. I see. That's, that's the joke. I see. I guess it's kind of one of the downfalls of having mostly amateurs try and do this, unless, like, you're going for an an always sunny situation where they're kind of all terrible people. Yeah, like p- part of the joke is in, in Always Sunny is that yeah, they're terrible people and you're not you're supposed to laugh at them, not with them. Mm-hmm. But in this one it was very much like, what if Squatch just constantly called Grishankar stuff like Ricky Ticky Tavi and Pocahontas and all that? That's yeah, funny, no, right? that's uh that's not good. Like the Racism is funny, right? It's <sighs> two thousand seven. We can be racist again, right? I fucking hate the two thousands. <laughs> yeah. Um anyways, so yeah. So I have my only pitch for this and I feel like this is something I I was aware of like even when it was airing that like this is a fun show but I don't see how it can uh, continue for multiple seasons cuz even if they do get a second season where they rob Ray Romano, 
it's just going to be retreading the same ground. This would have worked better as a movie. And this is a thought I had when I was like 14. Yeah. So I was already planning on making a podcast about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do, I do still think it would work better as a movie. Yeah. And I think it would also be, be especially in this day and age where mm-hmm. all celebrities have too much money. Um, I think it would be better if they actually do get away with the money. Yeah. And this is like, this is the, at least the third heist that I've done. One of these days we'll do a heist movie. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you haven't done a heist movie yet. Yeah, heists haven't really. Hmm. I'll figure out something. There's okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll probably do like a prison escape one before I do a heist. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, a prison escape is basically a reverse heist. Yeah, you're just stealing yourselves out of a location. Mm-hmm. So, my my first pitch for this movie is that the celebrity. I'm I'm really on the fence whether it should be a real celebrity or not because part of part of the gag of Knights of Prosperity was that it was the real Mick Jagger there. There wasn't like a in person or anything. Mick Jagger was really there. He yeah. really was taking yogurt baths and <laughs> constantly kicking a soccer ball at his houseboy. Um, but on the other hand, it does mean that we'd have to find a celebrity who's on board with being portrayed as not a horrible person but an eccentrically greedy person, willing to get the piss taken out of them. Yes, exactly. Because we can't, it can't be like, let's rob the Kardashians, because no one actually likes the Kardashians. And the mm-hmm. Kardashians, they think they're in on the joke, but I don't, they're really not in on the joke. Yeah. And it's like, it, I feel like it would defeat the purpose. We had a movie about how the Kardashians are horrible, and they don't deserve their money, but we're paying the Kardashians money to be in this movie about them. Yeah, you want to, you want a celeb who's chill if you're going to go with an actual celeb. Um, mm-hmm. I'd almost... The first name that popped into my mind was uh, Matthew McConaughey, but... You know what? That that could work. <laughs> I don't know. They steal a bunch of his Lincolns because he did all of those commercials for Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, doesn't Jay Leno have a bunch of cars? Yeah, he's got a big car collection, but I don't think he's the sort of celeb you take the piss out of. Does anyone still care about Jay Leno, though? <laughs> Not really. I mean, I mean, not, <laughs> this is another thing I was reading about not too long ago was the war for late night, which is, I think, another thing that happened around this time. Yeah. Which was just a surreal thing. And <laughs> me and my friends didn't really care or whether it was like we were at the age where we could stay up late enough to watch late night TV and we all became like armchair TV executives. It's like, this is how Conan can still win. This is how NBC is going to be completely dismantled and they'll have to be folded into Fox or something. Oh my god. (laughs) Also, that's the other thing is that they they could rub Jay Leno and then it wouldn't be that hard to have a Jay Leno impersonator. Just, I don't know if the guy who played the ghost from Beetleborg is still around, but you could just get him. I guess. Um, And then another option I had was just, what if it was a Twitch streamer? Like, what if we made up some kind of Twitch or, or oh. YouTube social influencer? Because it's so easy. It is generally so easy to make one up yeah. out of nothing because they're all the same. Yeah. And this isn't this isn't talking about, like, that one guy who... He, he was getting uh, criticized for buying a $3 million house in L.A. Um, and people rightfully pointed out that that is a really cheap house by L.A. standards. And also, it's not like he's alone in a giant mansion. It's a decently sized house for his whole family to live in. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, the weirdos who buy a whole house for themselves, like the 16-room house. And it's their TikTok house. And yeah. they have, like, this This is my alpaca room. 
It's just covered in alpaca fur. Stuff like that. Yeah. The the people who, they waste their money by doing weird shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one thing to do... Here's my thing about rich people wasting their money on weird shit when they really shouldn't have that money at all, but they do it privately. Like, as long as nobody is getting hurt, as long as it's not, like, too bad, this, who am I to judge? What am I going to do yeah, with millions I, of dollars? I, I, I get your point. It's just that so, sometimes you look at the lifestyles of the rich and famous and you see them just wasting their money on such inconsequential stuff, but they, they put on this air of, I'm just like everyone. Celebs, they're just like us. It's like, no, no, you're not. You're basically living in Versailles. Stop acting like, like you're me. No, Mark Zuckerberg, you're not a normal dude. Yeah, and so that's, I think that's the other thing, is that really any celebrity, it's going to be weird that we're paying them to be in a show, or paying them to be in a movie, but how they don't deserve their money. Here's your check. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we can make up, like, a Twitch streamer who hit it big. Probably has some money from Mommy and Daddy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, I've never checked, but I should check if Ninja's parents are uh, blue links on Wikipedia. <laughs> I do like that his uh, Wikipedia page is just Ninja, brackets, gamer. <laughs> no, his parents do not have blue links on Wikipedia. They're not even named, but they are Welsh. Okay. So let's, let's, let's just say that they're robbing Ninja. They're robbing the Ninja stand-in. He could afford to lose a few million dollars. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely the kind of person who, like, he would have merch in his house that can be taken and resold. We're going to re- we're gonna pawn your gamer chair. Yeah. Yeah, there's totally gonna be a fence. So really all that's left is... Uh, do, how, how do we update this for the modern day, the, the cast-wise? And what do the... And what, what set pieces do they have to accomplish? Okay. So... Let's see, we got generic white guy playing... Guy in blue. What if a couple of them are like repo people? Mm, mm, I don't know because re- repo is kind of like it's not exactly a blue collar or a no collar job. Mm. I mean, it is, but it's like it's it's working within the system. Yeah. Okay. Well, some sort of blue collar job that could get them access to those places. Maybe they're in. Mm, Repair? Some sort of repair jobs? Okay, so that could be... It could be that Guru Shankar is working in the repair job. Yeah. Because it's still... It's it's not just the generic, oh, I couldn't get my degree in America, so I became a caddy. It's, it's at least shakes it up a little bit, and it is something that could give him access to stuff. Yeah. And then... Okay, so we got... Janitor... Waitress... Two janitors, technically. Two janitors, a waitress, a mechanic, a, a bodyguard, bodyguard, and and a college student. Okay, so the bodyguard can still maybe they are a bodyguard between jobs. Okay. Like I could see they're one of those people who are who maybe they're trying to become like a stunt person in Hollywood. Oh, that's something. Yeah, because. It would, it would make sense to move this from New York to L.A. as well. Yeah. Yeah, so we have it set in L.A. because, like, a, a lot of, well, to, to be a Twitch person, you can be anywhere. But I would say that the big names move out there. Like, a lot of the YouTubers move out to L.A. because 
the reason why the film industry went to LA in the first place was because they have really good weather. Mm -hmm. You can film basically at any point in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. We said this in LA. We've got one guy who's like a repair guy. Say like an electrician. Or maybe they're working for some fictional geek swap. Geek Squad, because like if we're talking about a Twitch person, they need the internet. They might not know how to what to do if their router breaks down. True. <laughs> <laughs> so that gives access to the house. We got another person who's a bodyguard. Probably they're doing bodyguard work in between trying to get into the stunt world. Maybe they're also like I don't know. They've done some. I probably have some MMA training or like some sort of martial arts training. Maybe they're working out of a martial arts studio. Um, basically, they're the grease guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a little bit Ocean's Eleven. Uh, I mean, it's going to be like the, yeah. the the biggest difference between them is that they're they're not professionals at all. They're just kind of bumbling through with this. Yeah. Like even even Esperanza, who like she, she it's never explicitly stated, but she's clearly there to be like the vamp. Yeah. But even she's not very good at it. Like. They're trying to distract her security guard, and she just kind of drags him off and is like, I've, I've seen you every day, and I'm obsessed with her many talents. Lady, I don't know what you're talking about. I have to get back to my post. No, don't you want me? Aren't you enthralled by me? Not really. Well, I, don't, I don't understand what's going on. Okay, so instead of Sofia Vergara, maybe we get Anadarmas, and maybe, maybe we've got two tech people. And when I say tech, I mean they're mostly working at Best Buy. Okay. Oh, okay. So how about Gurushankar has been stuck at Best Buy for like the past 20 years or whatever. And then Louis is like the new kid that just came in. Yeah. And then like we can play around with some better tech than what they had in 2007 because like you can go to a hobby shop and get a drone and then just stick like a little GoPro on it. And boom, you could probably, like, <laughs> you could get some comedy <laughs> out of trying to remote control the drone and trying to spy on, like, where stuff is. Yeah, because also, like, the a majority of these people, they're, they would be in, like, their 40s or so. Mm-hmm. Their late 30s, 30s early 40s. So they're, they're not going to be completely tech blind, but a lot of the newer stuff, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I definitely know how to do this and just immediately fly the drone into traffic. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they're flying the drone low enough that a dog comes running up and gets it <laughs> um you're probably gonna need a fixer and a fence what does the fixer do i can never remember uh they solve problems okay yeah so i think no i think that's that's they they can't have a fixer then okay they have to figure they have to solve their own problems yeah. that's the joke is that they are bad at this <laughs> mm-hmm. okay so then they need a fence okay the fence also doesn't necessarily have to be a major character yeah yeah i don't know maybe they're selling to a hobby shop or something or they're selling it to like an unscrupulous comic book salesperson <laughs> we're gonna kidnap dream and we're gonna hold him for ransom <laughs> trying to remember who was in oceans 11 it was george clooney brad pitt the brothers i mean the their characters roles george clooney brad pitt (laughs) the brothers (laughs) i think okay i think brad pitt was the one of the fix hang on oceans 11 
Uh, it doesn't say what they did. Okay, well, we know that Livingston was tech and Turk and Virgil were... So Turk and Virgil were the drivers. Livingston was tech and Basher was demolitions. Uh, Yen was the guy who fits into small places. That can also be Louis because yeah. he's a tiny little twink. I've mm-hmm. already cast Andrew Barth Feldman as him. I haven't cast anybody else, but... Okay. Um, um, Saul was... Was Saul just, like, funding? Saul? No, Ruben was funding. Saul was, like... <laughs> they just really liked Saul. <laughs> Saul, you're our best friend. Come work with us. His presence ensured the team a member watching the security cameras and getting the explosives into the vault. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was kind of like the eyes. Um, Linus was basically the legacy. Yeah. Okay, so one of the people should be the driver. Um, who, someone who works like valet parking, probably, or has worked it previously. Yeah. Or or, <laughs> what if because because Ana de Armas, remember how great she was at being a getaway driver, <laughs> Knives Out. Oh yeah. <laughs> We we could have her do uh be the driver in this, except instead of like it's like she's actually good, but <laughs> drives like crazy. It, she's driving something ridiculous, like a Winnebago <laughs> or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that kind of leads into how we can get some pathos out of this. Is that the the, the all these people are kind of living the reality of a lot of people, especially in L.A. Not mm-hmm. everyone gets to be part of the Hollywood elite. Yeah. And, yeah, maybe they're not good at stealing from the rich, but you know what? The rich deserve to be stolen from anyways, so... Mm-hmm. And that could be another thing that, like, some of their problems might clear up just by the fact that, like, when people realize there's, oh, you're oh you're stealing from this guy? Okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we could totally make this guy, like, a known quantity. Um, yeah. Well, the celebrities are always known quantities, but I think... It's like, no, this guy in particular is known for being an asshole. And in my mind, he is played by Taryn Egerton. That is fascinating. <laughs> Taryn Egerton Twitch streamer is a fascinating concept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somewhere between Ninja and, like, Logan Paul. I do, I do want to see that now. Who's <laughs> 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 a good stand-in for Donald Logue? Uh, how about John Boyega? I mean, he's fairly young. Yeah, okay. He's um, our age. I would like him to be in this yeah. in some manner. Yeah, okay. Uh, he could, oh, he could, mm, actually, hang on. He he can be the fence, and but what it can be is he's another streamer, but he's like really small pickings compared to Taron Egerton. Yes. And he's he's someone who, like, he's definitely been in a he was in a rivalry with uh Taryn that yeah. eventually became like less stage acting and more just him constantly getting shit on by this other guy and he continued to rise while John Boyega just like kind of dims and it's like yeah they're like but you you have a million dollars and it's like I have a million dollar house that I'm still putting mortgage payments into yeah he's um house poor basically do y'all know how many side hustles I have to have just to feed myself Oh yeah, he is definitely a case of house poor. Um, exactly. I'm down with that because um, I feel like it shouldn't be a white guy. Yeah, I think I think Squatch can be a white guy, but mm-hmm. Eugene maybe changed. It. Okay, you know what? I think feel like we use him for a lot of stuff, but Randall Park. Yeah. Yep. Because and I, I'm not saying that 
Randall Park isn't good looking because Randall Park is very good looking, but also he can play a very generic kind of person. Yeah, he's got strong everyman feel. Exactly. So I don't think anyone in the top 10 of this list of celebrities can pass as everyman. Like John Cena is not. A, well, actually, John Cena could work, actually. What, a squash? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or actually, you know, uh, Jason Sudeikis would be another good one. Yeah. Especially if he keeps his um, Ted Lasso mustache. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, Steve Howie is another option. He was Van and Reba. Oh, yeah! <laughs> uh, I miss Reba. Yeah. See, Reba's on my list too, but I don't know what to do with it other than just, hey, what if Reba? Yeah. And you kind of need Reba McIntyre to come back. Yeah. It would be fascinating to reboot Reba with someone else playing Reba. Yeah. <laughs> there aren't a lot of Indian. I feel like Guru Shankar would probably be end up getting played by an Indian comedian, just just like how Baz Durbani is in. in uh, oh, he's an Iranian American comedian. Yeah. And I feel like that would be the person who plays Guru Shankar in this version as well. Mm-hmm. So pro- that's probably an unknown, and that's the other thing is that we can easily fit several unknowns into this cast as well if we didn't want to make it star studded. Yeah. On the on the other hand, uh, Rockefeller could be played by Gaburi Sibide. Yeah. Because I like when she's in stuff. Mm-hmm. She's she's part of the 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 Ryan Murphy oeuvre, and he doesn't use her often enough. Oh yeah. And then you had a guy for Louis. Yes, Andrew Barth Feldman. He's uh, most notable. He's most notable for playing Dear Evan Hansen and being an actual teenager. He was obviously, <laughs> you know, what he was just on this year. Uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series. Exactly, and he had a ridiculous French accent too. Okay, that's not here nor there. Know. I just <laughs> Tanner has had High School Musical, we, the musical, the series in the brain for the past while. <laughs> They know because it's come up every podcast. Yeah. <laughs> also, I feel like bit. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna change like my text tone on my phone to just him in his ridiculous French accent saying "Bienvenue." That's not how you pronounce "Bienvenue." That's the joke. I know. It, it's... <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> um. And yeah, I think, I think that's the best we can do for this. Um. Because what more can we say beyond heist? A heist sure do happen. Yeah. Uh, eat the rich. Yeah. It's... Because what else What else would they have to do? They'd have to... Much like in the show, they have to get grab a copy of the key. They have to get the code to the door. And then they have to get Rockefeller on the inside. And then arrange things so that this person is out. Which is like... On the one hand, they're a famous person. Of course, they'd be out all the time. But no, they're a Twitch streamer. They're they're gonna spend like the most of their time indoors. Actually, mm-hmm. they they are either they're sleeping because they're sleeping during the day, and then they're Twitch streaming basically all through the night. You know, this is the exact opposite of what you'd hope for. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they try to time it with some sort of event that they get that the streamer gets invited to. There's like so many streamer awards. There's like the streamies. There's like the the the, the vo- I feel like there's something called the Voomies, but that doesn't make sense. But also, <laughs> again, we could make up a thing. Yeah, 
We can make up something. He's, he's headed down to the Vumi Awards. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Met Gala for streamers. <laughs> exactly. Um, I feel like there's at least one streamer who's been invited to the Met Gala. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, so I want to see, like, one streamer who's a furry who gets invited to the Met Gala. Yes! Sonic- Send Sonic Fox to the Met Gala! <laughs> yes! <laughs> I feel like Sonic Fox should have a cameo. Oh, yeah, and I can see, like, the older characters only know about this guy because of Louie. Yeah. Oh, and it would it would definitely be a thing of, like, he just lives in a house with a bunch of expensive stuff. We could easily just break in. So for, so first they're like, okay, first we're going to break in while he's out and then get his stuff. And then they go in and he's like in the middle of gaming and they somehow manage to get in and out undetected. Yeah. But it's like, it's enough that now this kid hires security. So now, okay, we'll have to deal with this. Okay, we'll just find another way. And then they like try flying the drone in and ends up getting chased by the dog. Yep. <laughs> or some, some exotic thing. I don't know, maybe... <laughs> Maybe, An maybe ostrich. a fake, nin- fake ninja has gone full Tiger King. Oh my god. Okay, keeping a tiger in LA might be a bit much, but you could do it in Florida. <laughs> no, I think I think because it's a bit much for LA, that's why we need to have it. This, okay. th- this person can't be sympathetic at all. Yeah. Okay. We already have John Boyega playing the sympathetic streamer. Yes. Who can, who can, they can definitely give, they can give him all of the merch that they steal from fake ninja, from, from Terran Ninja Egerton. (laughs) They can give all that stuff to John Boyega, and then John Boyega can be like, hey, what's up everybody, I'm selling off some stuff that I don't need anymore, this is definitely my stuff that I'm selling. (laughs) And would he be any the wiser? Exactly. Okay, so if we have a tiger, can we at least, like, have one... Uh, scare moment like in The Hangover? Yeah. <laughs> this is, I feel like this is a cross between The Hangover and Horrible Bosses. Yeah. Now, who did The Hangover? Uh, directed by Todd Phillips. What have you done? Uh, old schools, fantastic school for scoundrels. Oh, yeah, Todd Phillips is also the maker of Joker. Oh. Mm. So not cancelled, but probably not the right hand for this film. Yeah. Ryan Murphy? Or not Ryan Murphy. Fuck. Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ryan Johnson, I think, could do this well. Yeah. I feel like, you know what, actually, I feel like a, a team up between Ryan Johnson and James Gunn. Yes. That's pretty much all all I got. We film it in sunny LA and then get all sorts of accolades. Yay. We're gonna win a Vumi. <laughs> I'm just going to Google Streamer Awards, otherwise all I'll be able to call it is the Vumi. Yep. Um, there's just an eSport award for Streamer of the Year, there's the Streamies, uh, there's the Game Awards. Um, oh, the Webbies was one, but that's more like YouTube. Okay. Uh, you know, if we do if we do send Terry Negerton to the Game Awards, then we can have a cameo from Jeff Keighley. Yeah. <laughs> Your enemy and mine, Jeff Keighley. <laughs> And then I think all that's left is to have just a, a sweet, sweet 70s style soundtrack because that's what all the incidental music was too. Mm-hmm. Like the the main uh, score was basically um, basically a Matlock remix of Tonto, Jump On It, Jump On It. Okay. And they had a whole Shaft style opening sequence too. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm I'm hearing it now. It's a very like brass heavy kind of funk. Exactly. Sort of sound? Yeah. Then I don't know if they want to make a sequel like I would totally set one in Miami and then we can have like a a Miami Vice sounding soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. I also even even just for the the post credits they could be like oh robbing Twitch streamers is now that we know how to rob, rob, rob now that we know how to rob gamers <laughs> just a credits montage as they rob so many gamers yes we've stolen Markiplier's mustache <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if the mustache is part of Markiplier's brand anymore I never watched Markiplier. I think the sequel is the, the the sequel is the one where they have to hold Dream for Ransom or the Dream equivalent for Ransom. Okay, yeah, I don't know much about t- Twitch streamers, so me neither. Mm-hmm. But I think some of them should be held for ransom. Yeah, and if there's any legal people listening, remember this is podcast. It's jokes. Yes. <laughs> um. All right. I guess in that case, we're gonna go let let's steal let's steal a friendship promo. of a podcast of all time. This is Champs in the Making. Where we have made a bracket of every Pokemon that has ever existed and are putting them up in battles head-to-head. One-on-one to scientifically find out the best Pokemon. Every two weeks, we gather up an assortment of hosts from the Orange Groves and cut a bloody path through the Pokedex. Come listen to me defend the rights of crustacean-based Pokemon. Olga is a perfect little baby, and I will not stand for anything else. Deciduize the best fucking Pokemon because he looks like Robin Hood. Shout some about why your favorite Pokemon is the best. Put them forward and insult Ambipom every two weeks, only on the Orange Groves. Uh, Puchina is the best, and my friends already knocked Mightyena out, which I'm sad about. So now we're truly just living on the edge. So, Lindsay, where can you be found on the internet? Uh, I can be found on Twitter at lindsaym476. That's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for Not If I Reboot You First, and they're pronounced Nights of Prosperity! You can also email us at notifireboutyoufirst at gmail.com, or you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and your ideas for Twitch streamers who need to be held accountable. <laughs> Uh, that's also where you can send us a friendship promo, be it an audio clip or a proof for us to read. Either way, we'll put in a free ad for your podcast or YouTube or even your DeviantArt. Not if I reboot you first. As a member of the Corner Podcast Network, you can talk more about the show or others on our network via the Corner Podcast Discord. Our cover, as always, is by Alex, and her work can be found on ptchew.com. And our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake. You can contact us to find out how to contact him if you music of his own for your own. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 4 territory, the traditional lands of the Cree, Sotol, Assiniboine, and Métis. And last but not least, don't forget that you can buy this episode for yourself. That's right, it is not an NFT, it is just your name on a spreadsheet. But for a $5 donation to the North Central Family Center, the link of which is in the description, we will put your name next to this episode or any episode that you so desire. So, Tanner. Lindsay. We're hitting a big one. Next week is the 150th episode of Not If I Reboot You First. Yay! So, on our, on our last half milestone, <laughs> when we did 50, we did Marvel Comics. Now, 
We can't just do DC Comics this time, because it'd be basically more of the same. Mm-hmm. However, there is a DC situation that we can rectify. So we are going to go through that whole expansion next week. But not if we reboot you first. Bye.